0: This is the Bhangra Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Bhangra Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with the judges of East Coast Showdown 2022. We mainly talked about the contentious conversation about overriding points during deliberations, which ended up putting UNC over gear, Bhangra. We also talked about the other placings and the other things that they thought were interesting from the night. Just a few notes before we get started. How I wasn't able to make the recording, so unfortunately we won't be hearing from him today. If you're listening to this episode as it comes out, today is the last day to submit your bracket for Bangara Bunga, the best performances of the decade. Starting tomorrow, February 25th, the actual voting will begin, so keep checking our IG page for ways to take part and let your opinion be heard. All right, here's the show. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of the Fungra Podcast. Today, I'm with the judging panel for ECS 2022.
1: I'm Anna. Um, you probably know me from the Bar Podcast and also from the Berg panel. Um, I have danced with a bunch of teams, most recently DDR.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Avijaghi. I also had the privilege of judging at East Coast Showdown with Eric, Nana, Keshav, and Howie. Um, I, uh, my most prominent, I think, uh, Thing in Bhangra was uh, starting VSB with uh, my brothers and uh, other than that I uh, was on GMU Pungra for a little bit started a guys team the and then uh, that led to Virginia School of Bhangra and since then it's been a great joy. Era. My name is Eric I've been
3: um, dancing since I started at UVA in uh, 2015 and um, was captain there 2019, and since then have danced for Capital Bangra and uh, Dunya Derang since like spring 2018 or so, and still dancing with DDR.
4: Hey guys, Keshav here. Um, so uh, I started dancing almost 10 years ago at this point. Um, I started dancing um, at Temple University on the team there. Um, and then from there we we went and um, I helped start BDS. And I also started Tushan in Philly. Um, and I've been, uh, I've been judging for a couple years now.
0: Yeah. So
1: far, Howie is not here, but Howie was their fifth judge, so hopefully, Hal will jump on <laughs> <to> something. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So placing for ECS. Uh, first place went to UNC. Uh, Gator got second, and CMU got third.
1: The full lineup was Virginia Tech, um, Boiler Bunger, UNC, CMU, First Class Gator, and Maryland bunger from UMD.
0: righty. So, first things 1st first, uh, go down the line. Who'd you have first, second, third? And then we can talk about, like, major conversations and things like that. Um, Get
1: it actually, I, so I have the score sheets up. If you guys don't have any um, opposition, I'm going to just go through and read who sure. each of us had points-wise for first, second, and third. I think that'd be interesting for everyone to hear. I think so, that's a great idea. Great, <laughs> Okay, so Eric had Gator in first place, and it looks like second and third were a tie for points between um CMU and first class. Howie had um first as Gator, second was UNC, and third was first class. Um, my own scores, I had Gator as first, UNC as second, CMU as third. Um, Avi had UNC as first, Gator as second, and CMU as third as well. And Gachev had Gator as first, CMU as second, and UNC as third. Um, those are individual scores overall scores overall scores across all five judges just points wise again gator was first unc was second and cmu was third cool so naturally there was a little switcheroo there was a switcheroo
0: so talking about it why was the switch between first and seconds and why did you go over, so, over right on points so i can probably bring up uh one of the like one of the bigger like
4: surface level points big picture um, you could probably see in the points breakdown that just from the points, it's very, very close, like a couple points difference here and there. Um, on the rubric, if I recall correctly, um, execution as a general category was weighted about like 50-ish points, whereas mm. uh, the set as a as an overarching concept was about 30 points. So from that from that standpoint, as a group, we collectively felt that UNC. Uh, had a overall better execution and a better performance mm-hmm. than Gator, who potentially had a better set. So surface gotcha. level, I think that was why the switch happened, if anyone wants to get deeper.
1: Basically, so the way that the deliberations worked, we basically did what I just did, which is about we through all the scores. We opened it up for deliberations. Um, Avi was the first one to speak up. He felt pretty strongly about the way that um, the points breakdown was.
2: Yeah, basically, I just refused to walk on stage. For one <laughs> kid.
1: That, that, that's, that's what
2: you've happened. definitely been that's waiting. Actually, you've, been,
3: you've been waiting to say no, that. No, that's
2: actually what happened to VSB at ECS. Oh shit! Okay, uh, so one of the judges, oh. uh, the panel disagreed with one judge, and uh, they refused to walk up. So that's I pulled that. No.
1: To be clear, this was a different ECS. No, no, was different ECS, yeah, different <laughs>
2: ECS. No. No. Yeah. I think both Gator and UNC brought a great performance on stage. And um, basically, when we went into deliberation, it's just okay, it's all subjective. We all know that. Uh, But for me, uh, it seems like uh, with the other judges, UNC was a close second or third, um, and and Gator was a close first. Uh, For me, even if you look at my scoring, uh, it was more spread out. Um, I, I saw in that moment UNC, uh, being pretty significantly ahead of Gator. And those were, there were pretty specific reasons for that. And I'm happy yeah. to go down sort of my ballot, Please. uh, for Gator. Absolutely. Um, but one of my, my big things in, in performance art, uh, and not just up but dance, any kind of like, you know, singing, uh, is, is, uh, opening middle and end, right? Those three moments. Um, and how you sort of build the dramatic arc um and 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 you know, have a climax and whatnot. And you can apply those same principles to Bungara. And I I tend to do that. Um, so for me, uh the reason uh right off the bat Gator didn't get deserved first was um right off the bat the the messed up, dead front and center. Um, and mm-hmm. it was pretty heavy. It was it was a pretty big mess up, and it was front and center. Um and then you close the set with um messing up uh the ending jumps so right off the bat we've got front end big mistake bottom end big mistake uh there were great moments in in, in the sets uh overall in in Gator set I I personally loved it I loved uh the speed of it I loved the songs I loved uh overall there was like a, a great energy and uh 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 a pack like a they packed a punch in their performance that I think a lot of the teams lacked overall. Um but there were definitely moments that, that were not without their flaws other than the two mess ups that I brought up, right? Um I did not personally like the Mirza on Ekdotin. Uh, it it just felt out of place. It felt weird. It didn't feel like mm-hmm. the best idea. Um overall
0: like Can you can you for somebody who you know doesn't speak Punjabi, Hindi, etc, like Sure. What do you mean? Yes, 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 it's yes, like yes, a, yes, yes, It's
1: like a, it's like a, retro Bollywood song. Um, it was mixed. I don't it really know mixed. how to explain the mix. Cause I, don't, I don't. No, it, it what, that was that was kind of
2: mix. It was kind of mixed. The no, no, no that one.
1: one was mixed. So right. I thought it was not mixed. Right. This this one was mixed, but it was like a, it was like a mashup. I can't remember what the song was, but it was like some pretty hardcore like trap song. It was and very it was hardcore. Just like, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> Yeah, I just it watched like... it again this
3: morning, and I was like, oh, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm mean, to we'll let you finish. But oh, yeah, just, yeah I'll, I'll that's just what's quickly go down. I know I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah,
2: I'm drawing on. Um, but overall, oh, uh, since we're talking about songs as well, I really didn't like Penel Al-Karen Al-Madargi. That's like, if, if you are Punjabi, uh, if, uh, uh, you know, you do understand, like, that's generally not a song like I would play in front of my mom, right. It's pretty sexually explicit. Uh, it's pretty like, you know, it's all an innuendo. Um, and, and I would expect the Gator guys seem to know Punjabi pretty well. So, uh, you know, in the lexicon of Punjabi music is how I phrased it. Like, you can find songs, um, that are, that, that are impactful, that aren't inappropriate. Um, love that they had a style of I thought the Brave Dilno Lurdi segment was great. Um, but then oh in, in the pink Geordie, uh the energy, one was clearly like killing it and the other person, you know, looked looked a, a little bit weaker. So the dancing um sort of the distinctions came through as the set progressed. Um, but yeah, those key reasons for me just it just didn't feel good for me to give them first place. Um, when UNC, in my opinion, brought a complete performance and yeah. Maybe their their segments weren't as nice as, as Gators were, um, but they did bring a complete performance. And for that, I, I, I felt like I had to make a case for it at least. And the judges seemed to agree. I, I really didn't. I told the judges, right? I was like, you know, I'm the only one who has UNC first and I'll explain my reasons. If you guys disagree, I'm happy to give Gator because I'd get a Gator second. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so that was more or less the discussion from there.
0: Uh, when you say when you, when you, I, and before I hop on to everybody else, um, just to elaborate on what you were talking about. When you say complete performance, what exactly do you mean?
2: Complete in the sense that largely, I mean, rubric also had dancing uh, as a big. I believe the breakdown was fifty thirty or so. Um, was it was it an eighty point rubric it, or
0: was
1: no it no, no like, that's the twenty I've, points for like things like impact and cohesion. Got you. Yeah, got yeah, you
2: memorability, okay. yeah. team unity, mm-hmm. whatever ambiguous term you want to. Put it on, yeah. um, but but yeah, I felt like UNC had they hid their mistakes well because I did go back and then watched the whole comp all night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it was a long night, but um, I, I you know, UNC, I noticed uh, the mistakes that I noticed watching it the second time around, I did not mm-hmm. pick up on the first time around. For example, gotcha. for example, they hid their majority pretty well. Um, Mm-hmm. And the guy had a lot of, you know, offbeat stuff, but they hit it well they And, and I mean, that's, that's, you know, you got to work with the dancers you're given. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, I have a whole ballot on UNC, but I'm going to let the other judges talk, uh, over yeah. why I thought UNC was just better, but that's why I had Gator second though. Got gotcha. you. Okay.
1: Um, so for, just for what it's worth, I think my, my white deficit was probably pretty like next closest to being zero between Gator and uh um between Gator and UNC like I so when i brought up all these things about like here's why you know he thinks that UNC should win. For my side I had no problem because my point deficit was so close and like Gage just said right off the bat just now when we were talking, I looked at the rubric and I was like, I feel like UNC should win on this rubric and based on how I've scored it. Um I was just watching UNC's performance right before this call actually um UNC just looked really good, man. Like top to bottom in terms of their dancers. And I think that like, I mean, Gator, to be clear, had phenomenal dancers. We gave best guy dancer of the night to their red dancer, Adil, but like there were other dancers on Gator that were also in contention for, you know, best, Jordy, best um, best guy, best girl. Like they had a lot of strong dancers, but UNC had like a really well-rounded roster. It wasn't just like one or two really strong dancers at the top. Like they had a good like four or five really solid dancers at the top. And um, like Avi was saying, like they hid their bottom dancers well. But I also would argue that their bottom dancers were like not really that far behind. Um I think they really danced as a team really well. And um they just had also like they did a really good job of also rotating their dancers. Like every dancer had a moment at the front that they really sold which actually was a problem we saw in other teams the night who didn't place like there were teams that got everyone to the front but not everyone at the front actually killed their moments um but UNC had so many like really cool concepts like as a whole segment like maybe like the one hit was like not as compelling as maybe one of theaters but like you know they're they're Their sub-segment on the whole had like, you know, it was a 16 counts worth of like really creatively like well thought out formations and moves and stuff working together. So it was really cool, I think, especially to see, um, I know UNC's been successful for a while, but like that particular team is still pretty young from what we were told. And it was really cool to see a lot of first-time dancers, a lot of first-time captains work really well within the UNC uh, kind of ecosystem come up with like a really creative and well-executed set with, um, you know, working with the dentures that they've got.
2: No, no, no. Just a quick point. I think UNC, you could really tell that they put in the time, um, at practice to work together. Um, and, uh, when you clean up certain things, when you match as a team, it comes across, um, not saying that other teams didn't spend the time, I'm sure they did. But I think UNC spent a good amount of time. I mean, I'm just guessing, but nitpicking and fine tuning a lot of their set. And it came across as a more polished, uh, performance, you know, than, than the other, even though the the 80% of their team was like new first time, you know?
3: Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say is in the judges meeting, they told us that eight of their dancers, it was their first time including one of the two captains who was their who was their red guy um and that i think was pretty surprising for all of us um yeah i think that um i was probably the one that had the biggest spread between unc and gator i had gator um in first and i had unc in uh fourth technically like one point behind the tied unc and cmu um and i just wanted to talk a little bit about that and why i was i guess swayed um so, yeah, I mean, for me, I think that I, in the moment, um, weighed more heavily uh, some of the, like, memora- like, memorable, like, whether, you know, different hits were memorable and stuff. There were a lot of points that I wrote down for each segment um, for Gator that, you know, there were things that I thought were really cool and, you know, made for a set that is really one of the only ones that I actually, like, want to go back and watch again now. Um there were definitely down, you know, uh, problems like Avi mentioned. Um, but there were, there were a bunch of moments and, and Nana has already mentioned a couple of them, um, that I thought were, were really cool. Um, one thing that I guess wasn't mentioned yet was they did, um, at the end of their like Sialko D slash like the sequence, they did this like gator, um, these bath cards with these like gator hands. And that was like the only, the only sort uh... of thing I feel like that we saw all night that had any kind of. You know, uh, greater like reference to like team identity or anything like that. Um, I thought that was very cool. Um, and so, yeah, there were a lot of, you know, really memorable moments. Um, and I thought that Adil did like a really good job selling a lot of the stuff that he was at the front for. Um, but when it came down to it, um, I was relatively easily swayed to put UNC at top because, um, I had a lot of positives written down for them too. Like they, you know, they, had the person who I was personally pulling for to be best girl, um, their blue girl. Um, I just watching the video back um now I notice, you know, she really did a great job with her like subchal um at the beginning. Um, and they had like a bunch of of memorable moments as well, just, you know, like like the others have said, not quite as memorable to me at least as the as as gators were.
4: Yeah. Um so I was um probably not like as far spread out as Eric, um, between the first and second, but I was also pretty confident on wanting Gator to win. Um, but what I realized in the meeting was, uh, I was letting the, uh, the audience member side of me kind of get in the way of it. Uh, because I really loved watching Gator's performance. Like I watched them. I was like, Hey, this is, I was, I was like, I'm having a fun time watching this. And, um, I, Don't even think I wrote very much down because I was just just Mm -hmm. watching the whole time. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, but that's the difference between being a judge and being an audience member, right? When you're an audience member, you're you're watching, you're enjoying and everything. But there, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, from a judging perspective, there are some other things that need to be looked at, um, which is why, you know, oftentimes it can be very, very deceiving, you know, to the audience. Like, wait, that team won. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was everything that everybody before me just said. All of those things um made it pretty hard to argue against UNC winning. And sometimes that's what it comes to. instead of sometimes it's like a team's comp to lose rather than a team's comp to win. And maybe that was the case for for Gator at this competition, um because I think potentially if this if the rubric was was scored differently, even if it was flipped, we might be having a totally different conversation. Um, uh, but yeah, um the, the the points about the execution. And the way that the moments hit, and the dancer disparity were were definitely strong enough to convince me to also sway my decision to UNC.
0: So you know, as maybe, um, maybe younger dancers and things like that, I understand this conversation that we're having, but you know, I'm hearing a lot of like, UNC did really well, and like UNC was awesome. But then, why? Can you explain to somebody who may um maybe just like doesn't have like the rubric in front of them, why exactly like if UNC was so good? Why didn't UNC, like, literally have more points for most of y'all?
1: So this is, like, you're going to get a slightly different answer probably from every single judge, not just on this panel, and but, like, yeah. not even just on this panel, though, like, judges in general. Um, I think mm-hmm. everyone has different systems for how they score, and that's a big part of it. Um, so, like, one thing that I think everyone needs to understand is that... um at least on the Barra circuit, I know it's not the case on other circuits, but like you can change your scores. And not only can you change your scores, if you're a good judge, you probably are changing your scores as you go because it's really hard to know. Like judging is relative, scoring is relative. So one team and one performance on one night in one lineup is one score. The same everything except like a different lineup would be a different score, or like a different rubric would be a different score. So it's not as objective as everyone thinks. Um, And when I'm talking about, like, scores changing, I think this is where, like, your lineup, where you are in the lineup matters. Not matters in that, like, if you go first, you will lose, or if you go last, you will win, which I think is a big, like, myth on the circuit, right? It's why people like particular lineup spots. But just in that, like, if you're earlier in the night as a judge, I have, like, fewer things to compare you to, so right? So if there's are 10 points for for something like, I don't know, uh, formations. I was going to pick something out of that year, right? 10 points for formations. And you went second. And your formations were better than the team before you. Do I give you 9 points versus 7? Do I give you 10 points versus 2? Like, how do I know how much better you were than the other team? The later it is in the lineup, the easier it is for me to look back at the entire lineup and say, okay, well, team one was better than team two. Team three was better than team two, but not as good as team four, et cetera, et cetera. So you're doing a whole bunch of like calculations for that, for every single category, for every single team as you go. So, you know, little by little, then you look at a total score and that's where you start to have these discrepancies, right? Where like... Everything may be, like, super, super close. I think the whole reason that, like, I had Gator UNC so close was because they were, like, you know, first and second in this category, second and first in this category, first and second in the other category. And then you total them up, and it's like, well, one team is ahead by, like, half a point. (laughs) You know? So, So that's why deliberation, I think, is such an important part of the process because it's really, really hard to accurately capture the experience of judging and scoring and also just, like, receiving the arch as it's being delivered to you real time but i i really think that like the process of scoring is inherently responsible for sometimes there being a discrepancy between like even what do you as a judge feel is right and know is the right score and then the numbers that you get in front of you um yeah yeah, i just wanted to i i
3: resonated with a lot of what you just said there and i thought that um i wanted to just reiterate some of the things like you know, you you talked about the order mattering, and I just want to make sure that people listening at home, you know, don't take that the wrong way, right? Like, you explained it well, but I'll say it again, right? Like, the order doesn't matter in terms of your ability to place first or whatever, right? But it will affect the way that we are able to score, and it, as such, can then lead to, you know, a difference between what scores we might have going into deliberations versus after. Um, yeah, the experience of judging is definitely way, <laughs> way unlike just watching it in the audience and forming your own opinions. Um, you only get to watch, yeah. You, know, you only get to watch it once, et cetera. Um, and so, yeah.
1: I think would also say just like about that point about like the difference between like watching and judging. And this is something that we've now all said, I think a few times, mm-hmm. cause it's something we also all heard from people after we were done scoring and judging, right? From this competition. When you will probably, if you ask judges, you'll hear this a lot where they will say that like, my favorite performance was team A. But I think the best performance was team B, right? Or like, I think that you'll have like people, I used to do this as a captain, I would go up to a judge and be like, why did not we place? And they were like, I thought you guys were phenomenal, but like either like four out of five judges didn't have you placing, or I thought you guys were phenomenal, but the rubric night wasn't in your favor. There's so many things that are variable and it's not about what you like the most or what you're having the most fun watching. Um to what like geisha was just saying a little while ago about gator it's not about what you like the most it's like what does the rubric say what does the point say what are the other teams doing there's just so many things that are like part of that calculation
3: yeah and i think one thing that 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 reminds me of is like especially with younger teams i feel like college teams you know you you develop your set uh and then you respond to feedback from judges and you know you do your best to to make adjustments as the year goes on but I think what really differentiates teams that perform particularly well is the ones who actually do look at the rubric and try to make it, you know, work for that rubric, right? Um, and that's a really hard thing to do, especially in college when you like don't know what comps you're going to get into and different things like that, right? So, um, you know, that's always going to be a challenge. But I guess that means. You know, working your best to, or you know, working your hardest to get a really good audition video is always going to be in your favor because you know the more the more you know about the comps you think you're going to go to, you know, the better you can prepare set for those comps. case of, I uh,
0: just want to give you all a chance to chime in if you all want to.
2: Uh, I had uh, UNC first in my scoring. Skin, so... <laughs> I got my <laughs> yeah, way. I kind of got my <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> uh, But no, uh, agreed with everything. Agreed with everything. Uh, you know judge, you have to let go of your personal biases um in order to judge fairly i think um right there the, i mean there were so many things i didn't like about unc as well right and and if it, mm. a gator set like resonated with me if you've ever seen a vsb banda set right you can see why a gator bungara set would resonate with someone like me yeah. more than a unc bungara set would right but I'm not mm-hmm. judging because I I like my style, right? Or my academy style, right? I, yeah. I got to judge uh, based on the rubric that's given and based on the performance that were provided. Um, and I mean, for me personally, I, I, you know, dancing execution comes first and foremost. I mean, before your set, before mm-hmm. the creative aspects, if your dancers can't dance your set to its complete capability, then then, you know, you're, you're already starting on such an unequal playing field. Um, and, and that's more or less the discussion that we had in the deliberation was that UNC had the better dancing as a, as a whole, you know, Gator may have had the better dancers, but you know what, one thing I've realized is when you have those power dancers, they can tend to make the mistakes of the non-power dancers stand out that much more. And at a subconscious Mm -hmm. level, I think that may have also been what happened with me. Because for me, the memorability, the impact of Gator just, it it kind of fell flat. Um, And at least in comparison Mm -hmm. to UNC. Again, I still had them second and I would have been more than fine with them winning first place. Um, But, uh, you know, I I had to let go of my personal biases uh, to see the performance from as objective of a standard as I can. You know.
4: Cool That's another kind of one of those um, smaller uh, factors that does go into play, and you know, Umar, you were talking about why the point, dis- why the point distinction. Why is like some places there's you know this team has execution from some judges, it doesn't. It's again. It's because of what we are able to, what each individual is able to see, and that's also part of the flavor of each individual judge, right? Like we each bring something different to the table. If you wanted five robots, it would be it would be a completely different thing. Um, I see something different. Eric sees something different. Um, that's kind of the beauty of 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 judging the way that we do. Um, and I and the point about changing scores, that's crucial here that we're able to allow, allow to change our scores mm-hmm. throughout because if we weren't then shorter would surely screw people over um like the first team would always get the worst score so yeah so yeah there's a lot of different things that go into it um certainly one of the biggest things is the individual personality and the individual perspective of the judge itself
0: cool um i do want to make sure that we at least i mean based off of this it seems like there wasn't too much of conversation on third and fourth third place with cmu versus fcb kinda but Yeah.
3: I don't think that it was really that much of a conversation. Um, we all pretty much agreed that CMU was, was better. Um, for me, um, you know, I had Mm -hmm. them tied, tied with FCB, um, in second personally. Um, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, you know, I, I did think that they were more impactful, even though relative to the first two teams, um, not, not as much, at least after deliberations. So for me, when it comes to CMU, um, I think that it's, kind of a a typical story um one thing that Howie was was saying in the judges meeting was you know he's judged cmu many times before and this kind of fell in line with many of the criticisms that he's had in the past which is you know great dancing like their execution for me at least you know the great the best sync of the night um you know they everybody at cmu dances the same and that's really impressive and if other teams could could pull that off then you know it we would be in for a totally different show but um At the end of the day, like I remember very little from that set. There were, um, a few good moments that I have written down, um, in my notes. But, um, at the end of the day, my overall thoughts were nothing particularly memorable aside from the fantastic execution. So there were also a couple of things that, that, that brought them down. Um, otherwise I think that maybe they would have been vying for a second, but, um, in particular, they had this, they brought out the snare drum during their Kunde segment um and uh you know we talked we talked to the guy who was playing the drum um in the the judges meeting and he told us like what beat he was trying to play and we were like yeah that just didn't come across to us at all it just sounded like you were banging on it so um
1: it's hard and like this is one of the mm -hmm. it's like it's a risk right but it's like it's Mm -hmm. hard to know until you're on that stage like how does it sound in the audience you don't know how does it like are we going to know what you're doing? Like, I give them a lot of props for taking that risk. Did the risk pay off? Not necessarily the way that they intended, but, you know, CMU tried some stuff. First Class tried more stuff, but like Eric said, they... I just pulled up Swords, by the way. Like, they were actually number one in, in dancing ability for the night. Um, First Class had, I think, like, third and fourth in, like, I think set design and, and dancing ability, something like that. So... Yeah, you know, CMU was number one in one of those categories, it's kind of hard to, yeah. Kind of hard to, to that. Yeah, and I think that
3: <clears throat> obviously a lot of people are going to, to, or, you know, they see first class getting fourth and they think, how on earth is that possible? They just got first at Berg, right? Um, there's a few reasons mm-hmm. why, you know, they didn't perform as well as they did at Berg. One of them was the lower dancer quality. Um, I think Avi, I think, was in particularly upset about, like, maybe like a tall yellow Jody or something like that. Um, yeah, not getting down on, on his journeys and things like that. Um, so that's one aspect. The second aspect, you know, if you've, if you've seen the Berg set, um, a lot of it's the same, but there's also a lot of things that are different. And some of the things that are different were kind of across the board, not as good. Um, if you ask me, like their, um, the magnet thing that they did with their Kunde, um, person in the, in the front and center, like it, it fell and that along with the fact that they weren't all doing the same thing. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen!
0: Like, listen. I have, I don't understand. Like, like I had it on FCB for a very long time, and for some fucking reason, I don't like just like the personally. Like, there's a there's a reason. Like when like when I was captain, I like try to stay away from like magnets on vests because I was just like, no, <laughs> we, something always stupid happens, we're gonna mess it up. I don't understand how it's like seven years later, and like I see, I think it was Kishan, just like. Boop, I was
1: well, like, oh, come okay, on. Okay, listen, like, I
0: mean, to these guys' credit, so... I just I I just, specifically, I just, I just don't understand no, no, how so we, we still specifically have no, figured talked, out
1: the magnibus. We have talked, I have, I personally have talked to these guys, exact, you know, first class captains yeah. about the Magnet thing, because I said this to them at Berg, where I was like, guys, I was at the first Berg when the Magnets were brought out. <laughs> so, it's been around for a while. I get it in that, like, when it pays off, it pays off big. Like, the first time that these guys hit the Magna thing in 2014 at Berg, it was the coolest thing. Like, the entire, you know, all of social sales was on their feet. The problem is that... Not problem, but basically the trade-off that these guys have to make this calculation, which is, like, if we're going to keep doing the Magna thing because it's now first-class signature thing, you're totally allowed to keep doing it, but you need to do it in a way that is totally new which is really hard to do because it's been around for a long time now. And two, these harder things that are newer are then also inherently riskier. So if they pay off, they would better be really good. So you have to take the bigger risk for it to pay off more. The bigger risk, I wouldn't say that it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen at Berg, but it worked at least. The problem was that it didn't work here. And then it's not worth it. All of a sudden, that really big risk that doesn't pay off, it's just you hardly get any points for it at that point. Not that you're getting a point per gimmick or something like that, but, like, there's hardly any impact there. In fact, the bigger impact is, like, a negative impact because we're looking at, like, what went wrong as opposed to, like, what the cool setup is that you did. On top of that, again, like have said, we're not robots. We've been on the circuit. We've seen the magazine before. We know what the setup looks like. So I don't want to harp on it because I really, I respect these guys', as like, you know, it's, it's in some ways, it cuts both ways, right? In some ways, it's a risk that didn't pay off. On the other side, it's their commitment to, like, trying to incorporate what they see as, like, some of FCB's set design, you know, identity. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes I just it doesn't. I to work, man. I know, I just, but I that's, to like, work. you like, know, it's hard to come up with shit that's so simple that it still works that, like, we're also going to be, like, wow.
4: So it sounds like the size of the magnet matters, <laughs> is that what we're saying. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so, man. Another thing
3: that I noticed towards the beginning is that they weren't using the space in the best way. It's like a bigger stage, um, and it seems like it was kind of empty at some points. Um, they did go after CMU. Um, mm-hmm. To be fair, CMU had 16 people, so there's a possibility that you know we we were
0: comparing them there. Before I keep going, was there anything that y'all wanted to like bring up, or, like any anything anything you wanted to mention, any of the moments that you wanted to shout out? I don't know any trends you wanted. Yeah, can to, I like, just
4: um I don't know. Uh, yeah, I go think for
0: it. We all realize this. I don't know why every team at
4: ECS decided to use uh, "schedule" as the song in their mix, um, but um, yeah, it's it's one thing when like a song is kind of sort. of, You know, if you're not like a if you're not a native Punjabi speaker, you don't have access to someone who can easily kind of tell you these sort of things. It's one thing for a, for for some of those songs where it's a little bit more uh, subliminal, but with a song like "Schedule," mm-hmm. like the song is a glorified drink menu. <laughs> um so it's there's really no uh, there really isn't like an excuse to to use a song like that um that's so explicitly mm-hmm.
3: alcoholic and it's it's a uh, nature mm-hmm. right. reminds me of a trend that i feel like i've noticed which is that um when superlatives when superlatives yeah. are given it feels like a lot of the time the teams that get the team that gets best mix is the team that ends up winning i've noticed that
2: a number of times recently actually said i agree a, a good mix makes all the difference um if you already have a judge that's already jamming to like the music it's easier to sell your ideas in my opinion um because you're you know you already have my ears you know what i mean um uh, but in terms of trend yeah i i i will say i think uh i think i saw a lot of uh top dancers on a roster like i i felt like the captains of teams uh, made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like as as captains, as if you know, if you give yourself the red Jordy, which essentially means you're giving yourself more center time, right? You're more visibility. You have more of an onus. Um, and I, and I felt like from top to bottom, I mean, uh, the top Jordys within teams uh, looked like uh, they. They were getting out danced by their, you know, the other dancers, which is fine. But then bring those dancers to the front more. Um, and we're not going to do that either. Um, and, and so so uh, in terms of music, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with Geshev. Mixes were disappointing. I was really, this. I mean, you haven't had a comp in like three years. You've got this in Im- a whole repertoire of songs that have not been used. Um, over the last three years, brand new songs that just came and went and no one, you know, used. And I was really like, I talked to Angad, my brother, um, and I was like, yo, I'm excited to see what songs that like we've been listening to for the last three years, what teams are going to pick up. And then they come with like, <laughs> like they come out with like, <laughs> they come out with (laughs) they come out with regularly like come on guy like come on like you know what I mean at that point like you know just and it's okay it's okay if you don't listen to Punjabi music if you don't understand Punjabi like you right like you find boys like me to hang out with and like you know like give you a little like yeah, maybe not use that One more thing um, actually one more thing that i wanted to mention right, on think, the
3: topic of just uh, yeah, things that i yeah, yeah, going to go unsaid go for it um we haven't mentioned like boiler virginia tech and maryland really at all right and i wanted to say that for me i didn't feel like you know there was a huge drop-off in this comp personally. I may think maybe others might feel differently, but I felt, you know, I felt like everybody more or less deserved to be there and like overall all of the performances were still enjoyable to watch. That said, you know, in terms of groupings of of um teams, I think it was like, you know, we had one and two were together, and then three and four um were kind of together and five, yeah. Three, four, and five. And five. Um, which five was yeah. boiler. Um, and then
2: six and seven
3: were were a bit lower.
2: I do think, uh, I personally feel if uh, Virginia Tech had gone later in the show, I think they would have placed better. Um, I went back and I watched their set and there were a lot of good moments. Now Mm. I'm not saying they would have placed. I still don't think they would have placed. But I think they Mm would have placed higher in their placings of not placing. And and I I think they had a lot of good dancing. I I I think actually they had one Mm. of the best mixes of the night. Was was Virginia Tech. I loved their Mm. mix personally, Um, but like I told Mm. them, they were sloppy. Um, There were you know they had a hot I think Kunda segment sub segment, but after that in terms of ideas, it fell pretty drastically. Um, But if they figure out that second half Mm. of their set and uh, outside of props and get the dancing uh, more consistent and less sloppy i think they could have placed Mm -hmm. that's it that's sorry
0: (laughs) yes so listen covid is a thing and this is you know one of the one of the first spring comps this year post covid not you know post like the season literally like not happening and then um you know this is this is this comp has like a bunch of younger teams like I, even FCB is like right now a younger team um, so tell me I remember talking to Unul, Um, I don't think we ended up like making a podcast on it but he was like really annoyed at a, the, the the Georgia comp in the fall he was just like apparently like really mad at all the teams for stealing a bunch of choreos. I was like Yo, man like, come on <laughs> so I don't know like I mean like how do, how do you think they? how do you think how do you overall like it's like kind of like a new generation of dancers how do you think they fared how do you think they did like that's like as a
1: group. I was honestly quite impressed. I think that um, the, yeah, sure, overall quality across all of the categories in the rubric, there are certain teams that absolutely outshined everybody else. Um, but I would say that, like, I think this comp in particular is such a great gauge of kind of what's happening on the circuit because all of these teams were young. If you want to know what's happened in the collegiate scene, like, look at ACS. And honestly, I think... You know, I was going back through my notes today for what I wrote for each team and so many like themes stuck out to me like it's not and it wasn't like any particular team is like really struggling. They're all just going through the creative process that every young captain and team goes through and they are so clearly like on the path to figuring it out. Um, And there's, you know, I know that, you know, Anil was saying that he was having a hard time seeing like real creativity at that comp that he judged. I really felt the opposite here. I almost felt like a note that I gave to more than one team was that you have too many ideas. You have so much creativity. And actually, think that would help you is to really pick your creative moments and build really impactful segments around those few moments as opposed to putting everything in there. But that just goes to show, like, how many ideas these kids have. Like, they're, they're trying so many things. Some of them will stick for the next comp they go to and some of them won't. But, like, that's such a... That's such a great place to be in, to have so many ideas and so much potential. Um, I think, you know, there's the growing pains of any young team of, you know, we talked already about teams having a lot of first-time captains, first-time dancers, first-time competitors. But I was honestly impressed. I'm judging Nashville next month, and, like, it's been a lot harder to judge Nashville than it was to judge ECS, because I think these teams are going to take this feedback, and I really have really high hopes for these guys. <laughs>
2: I, yeah. I agree with a lot uh, mm-hmm. of what Nana said. Um I think you're seeing more creativity overall. I think what surprised me more so than anything was seeing mm-hmm. um that, that ECS was front loaded with a lot of uh collegiate teams this year. Usually, I mean we're competing, DCMP is competing, mm-hmm. right? We but you'll see like Gabru come through. Um and I'm I'm excited to see what blowout you know we'll have uh in, in in store for us i will say i think i think acs was a little reminiscent of like or it gave me flavors of the uk circuit like if you've seen like i don't know why really? showed
1: why did you I, wait I, till I, just I, not to drop that i'm just saying that that, that I, that is that is that is
0: incorrect, sir. I'm I don't know. Actually, I, don't I didn't know, watch the, any like, I mean, i, I remember like, seeing. This is the hottest take of the season. I, oh, the the season
2: hot takes, isn't oh, over. Hot we'll do a pod on hot takes. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but in, in, in terms of uh, the way that uh, formations were working, and I don't know, I just I felt like flashes of, of seeing... Like, these teams are watching the to Showdown.
0: I have noticed over the past, like, two, three years... Well, okay, like... Pre-COVID, like a year or two, and then like now, like formations have become more prominent and they have become a greater focus, which is fantastic because there was a solid like for three years. Urban was like, "Let me just make every variation on Jadu Singa possible," and I was like, "All right, we're done. We're done with this. Please yeah. stop." So yeah, yeah it's nice. Right, and We're like right. focused on that's what I mean. We're like seeing visual, a lot more. Like, I
2: think creativity. CMU yeah. and how we brought it up in the meeting. Um, but CMU had this, like, nice little waterfall yeah, effect mart. in mm-hmm. their in their mart. And it was, like, one of the hottest concepts of the night, I think. Um, and I really liked it. I, and so, like, things like that, it, I was like, right, I didn't see yeah. that. Let the yes, UCSW... Could... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm excited to see what these teams turn into come blow out. Yeah. I'll also yeah. say, um, since we haven't
3: mentioned it oh, yeah. a single time yet, is that there wasn't an audience, right? So that was one of the big impacts that COVID had on this. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even know exactly. Oh. Oh, I had no oh, idea. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, We yeah. no, like, did. Yeah. No, okay. yeah, to be honest, yeah, we didn't find out that there wasn't going to be an audience until the day before we all traveled to to Charlottesville. So that's that's fun.
1: I will say, all you teams that think that you're so good, you're at the top in all these top competitions, just know you are not the circuit trendsetters. You are not the ones who are going to decide how good the circuit looks in a couple years from now. It's these kids they're gonna get they're gonna they're practicing their skills now they're practicing their dancing skills and their set design skills and they look really fucking good and just wait don't get lazy don't sleep on these young teams these young dancers don't show up to cops and be a dick to them because they're young they don't know what they're doing these are like These guys are part of our circuit and they're killing it they really are so don't sleep on these younger collegiate teams they're really they're really stepping up
0: hell yeah get you one say anything um i
4: would uh like so yeah that and then also uh teams please um stop high pitching your mixes it's really annoying to, listen to. it's it's like it's, that's so, bad what that means, it's so bad uh, you, when when you listen to a song right when the producer makes the song um it's at a certain tone but like my voice is at a certain tone right now if i start talking like this my voice just went way higher that's what everybody's doing. To <laughs> I've been doing
0: well, tr- we are turning into but, the UK. But so yeah. you guys <laughs> also, and you should definitely make this clear to teams. You guys also
3: complained about the bass being too heavy, right?
4: Yes. Here's the other thing. Oh my god! Thank you, Eric. Yes. So so stop high pitching your songs, teams A B. Teams, stop focusing so much on bass. We've been talking about not like bass, like bassiness. Stop focusing so much on bassiness. It doesn't actually matter as much as we think it's mattered for the past like ten years um all that matters 90 percent, is mids and trebles so you mixers you producers out there when you pump up the bass in an auditorium it just makes it suck for everybody listening um but when you pump
0: up the trebles in the mids you hear the vocals you hear the the musicality you hear the we can actually tell the- what songs you're dancing to thank you all for listening to another episode of the pangra podcast if you like the podcast the absolute best thing you could do to help us out is just to share the episode with a friend the more people listen the better If you're listening to this episode as it comes out, today is the last day to submit your bracket for Bunga Bunga, the best performances of the decade. Starting tomorrow, February 25th, the actual voting will begin, so keep checking our IG page for ways to take part and let your opinion be heard.